to Between the Times, a podcast of Christ Church Presbyterian in Charleston, South Carolina. This is episode 37, and I'm here with our pastor, John Payne, and Ross Hodges. And we're also here with our recent uh, pastoral intern, uh, Matthew Proctor. And what we wanted to do was just to get to know him a little better, kind of to express his own testimony and his own development into growing into the pastorate. So I guess I'll start with the first basic question of how are you doing, Matt? Hey, yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. It's good to be here. It's good to have you here. You forgot one thing, Gabe. We're here also to give him a hard time. Oh, well, yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> well, he's an intern. Yeah. 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 Hey, where's my coffee? That'll be going on. Oh, no. <laughs> my shoes are not shined right now. I'm a little disappointed. Um, but, uh, Matt, we are, uh, in all seriousness, we're so glad to have you here this summer. You are our first ever pastoral intern for Christ Church Presbyterian, just started our summer internship program. So you better be good. So you better be good. Um, <laughs> and uh, you were highly recommended by Dave Garner, at uh, our friend from Westminster Philly, uh, professor of systematic theology up there, and we're uh, thankful for his recommendation because it's already been a great, uh, great beginning to the summer, and I'm um, thankful to have your wife Kelly here with us as well, and uh, she just got down a few days ago from, from Philly, finished up her teaching, and uh, we're we're excited about that. But uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, Matthew, how you, uh, maybe the journey from coming to know Christ to uh, being called into to ministry and being in full-time seminary. It's quite a story. We'd love to, love to hear it. Yeah, well, I was born and raised in Nashville, Tennessee, born to uh, two great parents and raised up in the PCA, great church down there, Christ Presbyterian Church. I think it's actually real close to Covenant, which has some ties with Christ Church as well. Mm-hmm. And um, pretty much right after high school, I went into the Marine Corps. And although I had been born and raised uh, as a faithful Presbyterian and had all the, the good doctrine instilled in my mind, it really wasn't until I was in the military mm. that the Lord began to do a, a stirring in my heart. Mm. And mm. all of that kind of really came alive. And I began doing what a lot of other people do, and they become Christians and being convicted to go out and try and collect disciples and bring them into the church. Was there anything particular that uh, was said or a context you were in that sort of brought a lot of the things to bear on your soul that you had learned growing up? Yeah, I would say that a lot of it had to do with the truths that I had learned about sin, about mm. total depravity, the wickedness of man, that hadn't really become a reality to me because I had been blessed by growing up in such a wonderful church community. Mm. And I think as I kind of began to get outside of white suburban America and I got into mm. the Marine Corps, And I began to look around me, and the people that I worked with, they did not grow up in the PCA. Mm -hmm. They grew up in broken homes. Mm. They grew up without the gospel. And as I began to to see the way that they acted, uh, Scripture all of a sudden had a a new truth to me that I had never realized before. And it began to make a whole lot of sense. Mm. And I began to plumb the depths of, 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 of Scripture, which I have not been able to, nor ever will be able to exhaust, but was just amazed and fascinated at, at how truthful and how clear Scripture speaks about who man is and mm. uh, his disposition towards God. 
Mm. Yeah. Amen. Well, Matt, what um, you spent four years in the Marine Corps, and then you got out, and from there, what what brought you to the place where you are now in seminary? What's sort of the path that you took? Yeah, I would say that getting out of the Marine Corps, I was in combat, I was in the infantry, and I came out having PTSD, and I think that was something that I was able to use to begin to sympathize with others. And as I, coming out of the Marine Corps, I began to get really involved into um, local ministries, not only missions, both foreign and places like Africa, but I also began trying to work in homeless shelters and stuff out of Nashville, mm. uh, both with veterans who were homeless that struggled with things like PTSD, mm. but also just local homeless shelters, people that weren't even veterans. And I began to really enjoy just trying to walk alongside people that were hurt and broken, yeah. because that was a lot of the context where God began doing a lot of stirring in my heart when I was in the Marines. Mm. And so a little bit, I felt like I was just kind of going right back into another environment where I wanted to be around people that needed the gospel. Mm. People that were broken and needed to have someone, rather than judge them and, and then feel judged, but just walk alongside them and say, hey, here's grace. Mm. And um, it was really a, a great journey. And it was kind of in the midst of all that, after the Marines, I was doing my undergraduate, that I began to really think seriously about going into into ministry long term. And um, to make a long story short, I wound up at Westminster in Philadelphia. Mm. One of the one of the first things I, I, I saw uh, when we were considering you for pastoral internship was this uh, very moving segment on WallStreetJournal.com, uh, which uh, shares the story on this short segment video video segment uh, about uh, a. A relationship that you have with the father of of your best friend who was killed in combat and mm-hmm. it's a very moving story and uh, I know this is a big part of who you are uh, in fact you wear a bracelet with his name on it and some scripture verses and tell us a little bit about that story uh, I know some folks at Christ Church would would know you better to know this story yeah in God's providence um, basically coming out of of boot camp and going into the infantry, I bumped into another fellow infantry Marine who also happened to grow up in the PCA hmm. with a very similar background as mine. Uh, he grew up uh, actually in Briarwood Presbyterian, for those yeah. that might know of that. And so there are lots of connections with mm. uh, Dr. Reeder and other people uh, who know of um, the, the Rivers family. Mm. And so Thomas and I, that, that was his name, Thomas and myself, we, we became uh, very good friends pretty quickly. Mm. And um, as the Lord began to do a stirring in my own heart, I began to try and go out and um, hold Bible studies. And pretty regularly every week, I would hold one and I would speak to all the guys in my company when we would have company formations. And I would say, hey, want to let you all know that I have this Bible study. And... It was not very popular, not really many people came, mm. but Thomas was really the one guy that would come out mm. and support, and uh, we kind of really began to bond over that, mm. is he and I both grew up a little bit in the suburbs, in the PCA, mm-hmm. and we're in a different environment. Uh, fast forward to our second deployment in Afghanistan, we were deployed, uh, we were part of the surge, uh, it was mm. under Obama, President Obama's legislation to, to actually move troops uh, to invade more territory into Afghanistan. 
and we were in a Ford Element, and Thomas and I were in the same platoon, and we continued our Bible studies, and uh, it was a fascinating, great time that we had together, but yeah, unfortunately, he was killed in action. Mm. Uh, but again, in, in God's providence, um, even being out there on patrol, um, I'd had my, my Bible with me, and I was able to to read to him some scriptures, uh, Psalm 91, which mm. is a prayer of protection, uh, which in itself is just a, a really um, heartfelt and moving psalm, especially to be um, out in the midst of combat and to wrestle with what that psalm is, what mm -hmm. is what is God's protection and, and plan for our life. And although he did uh, ultimately die giving his life for his country out there on the battlefield, uh, there were other people that witnessed around us, um, Thomas and I, and in our relationship in those final moments of his life as I was mm -hmm. reading him that psalm. And that actually moved them to come to know Christ. Mm. And uh, wow. the rest of that deployment was spent um, discipling and, and making new disciples. And uh, we went through Romans together, and we had a, um, a hard time on in combat, but we also learned uh, God's Word, and He had His hedge of protection over us there. Mm. Matthew, what, what have you learned? Uh, well, let me back up. You, you've now been in seminary a couple of years. You've gotten a lot of uh, really solid theological training. Um, how do you see now with the the training that you've had theologically, the experiences that you've had in the Marine Corps, dealing with PTSD yourself and dealing uh, and, and trying to help others who are dealing with that also? Um, what what do you see is part of or kind of a, a main thrust of the gospel's answer to things like PTSD? Um, as opposed especially to the world's answer to those uh, sorts of things? Yeah, that's a really good question. I would say one of the main difficulties right now with things of PTSD is the fact that a lot of the therapy that's being given at the Veterans Affairs Hospitals is from an understanding of, of a secular notion of psychology. Mm. So rather than approach the person as an image bearer of God, broken as that image is, as we are as human beings, rather than approach the person in that light, secular psychology tends to approach people in the light of just a human being as compiled with a bunch of cells from a molecular background. In other words, divorced from, from reality. Mm. And be, that that is a very... Um, different approach, which has a lot of ramifications. Yeah. Uh, main, one, main one being that people begin to see themselves as a victim. Mm. And that has, um, although there are good aspects of the therapy that I've been um, myself through in, in the VA, um, there are also things that are really devastating and damaging. And that's because that there isn't God's word in place of that. And I've found that when I'm able to walk alongside people and, and show them scripture, and in other words, to try and uh, help them complement some of the good training that is there in secular uh, psychology, because there, there are some aspects of truth. It's, it's, not, it's not whole truth. And that's where God's word really brings a lot of bearing. And being able to understand people for who they are, which are, is sinners in need of, of God's grace mm -hmm. and his mercy, and um, being able to go through scriptures with them, that I found is, is really helpful in um, helping people to see who they are and, and how it can ultimately um, 
restore uh, their being as um, if, if they are seen as saved by God's grace. Mm. So, Amen. What are you... Um... What are you hoping for in this pastoral internship? You know, this was something that I think, uh, as you shared with me, you were surprised uh, to be approached about it. And um, uh, what are your what are your hopes uh, for when you come out of the the, the other end of this uh, this internship and go back to seminary in the fall? What what will you hope to have gained, and what do you perhaps already see yourself gaining uh, in this time? One thing I've I'll say that I've been really amazed with is to see. Uh, Pastor John and Pastor Ross, their way that uh, they Just how juggle. We are. <laughs> how efficient we are. Like, uh, exactly. Yes. We're always praying and doing all the right things. Yes, thank you very much. <laughs> we like to consider ourselves the few, the proud, the Christchurch staff. Yes, that's right. Yes. But uh, I'm really thankful uh, just to even be sitting under both of your teaching. And um, what I've really learned is how little time you have sometimes to prepare. And as a seminarian, I often think in my own little bubble that I have, you know, 200 hours to prepare for a sermon. (laughs) And that is not the case. (laughs) Because there are people out there that need a pastor. And um, most of your time is going to be spent ministering with those people. So what I'm hoping to really gain is how to learn to be efficient with my time and very intentional with it and be able to juggle all those balls like you guys do very well. Well, I think Ross and I don't ever thought we'd do that well. Actually, yeah. <laughs> At this point, we're just wondering how in the world we pulled the wool over your eyes. <laughs> that is the greatest challenge, yeah. though, isn't it, Ross? Just the, the, the reality that when you are in pastoral ministry and when you have children, mm-hmm. your own children and family, and yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's no longer the sort of ivory tower idealistic world of you know sitting in the classroom and and uh writing your essays and reading your books and dreaming about how you're going to change the whole world in 90 days um it's it's the reality of being pulled in a hundred different directions with family with church with members of your church with people inquiring about the church with missions with with deadlines with sermon prep with writing outside the church Uh, it's it's just you know denominational responsibilities presbytery responsibilities and, and, and trying to walk uh, in that world uh, in a way that honors God, uh, where we're not giving up our own walk with God, uh, walking in piety and, and, uh, and personal piety and godliness, uh, that's a challenge, isn't it? Oh, it's a huge challenge. I'd say it's probably the number one challenge. And one of the reasons we, that we wanted to have an internship here and, and bring in folks like Matthew uh, is besides coffee besides coffee yeah, yeah. besides him. Um, <laughs> and dry cleaning and dry cleaning <laughs> my shoes needing to be shined they really do by the way <laughs> they look pretty bad at this point uh, I've gotten efficient at taking out all the trash. Yes. So. yes. That's, that's yes. The closet is clean. The closet is very clean. That is impressive. <laughs> we appreciate that. Um, look up our Instagram account for before and after pictures. No, just kidding. Uh, no, one of the one of the things with an internship, and that I learned as an intern um, when I did an internship before seminary is over, is the just the more, the reality of the challenge of pastoral ministry. At least at least learned it better than I had at seminary, and it's just seeing the pastoral life in action and so that's what we uh that's what we want for for matthew and that's what the in christ church internship is uh in large part designed to do mm, mm, mm. um 
one thing I wanted to ask was uh, how are you enjoying Charleston? And uh, I know you and Kelly have been getting to know the city a little bit, and um, you've, you've asked some questions about you know, the challenges of doing ministry in Charleston. This is its own, its own location, its own context, uh, its own challenges. What are you sensing those are? And, and uh, tell us a little about your impression of the city. Yeah, well, first and foremost, I must say, growing up in Nashville, my wife as well, she, she grew up in Nashville, I must say, I am thankful to be back in the South. So let me <laughs> underline those things. <laughs> Being up North for two years, oh my goodness, I did not know how much I had taken for granted uh, until I came back to the South. Those Yankees. <laughs> um, but, but that being said, Charleston is a beautiful city. Uh, there are, is so much in the arts community. Uh, there's music, there's good food. Uh, the buildings and the structures around here are absolutely wonderful. It's just, you can just fall in love just going on a walk. Uh, so Charleston has been absolutely great. Um, one of the interesting and unique challenges, though, that, that um, I think is going to be hard for, for Christians as they try and minister uh, to those in Charleston has to do a lot with actually the the southern culture that is present because a lot of times there is this understanding of southern hospitality and if people aren't careful that can be divorced from christianity mm. and so sometimes there's this mirror of almost people that are non-christians mimicking the idea and understanding of what christianity is without really knowing the content and, and understanding what that consists of and so I think finding ways to, to reach out and to show the, the very distinct difference between Christians and non-Christians and doing that in a way that is faithful to both the gospel and is transparent to those that are in a southern culture of hospitality uh, will be challenging and difficult. So I'm looking forward to learning uh, the answers from you two guys right here. So, um, well, Matthew, we're so so glad to have you here this summer. Uh, we count ourselves yeah. blessed uh, to have you and Kelly with us uh, here ministering. And uh, we know you're going to be busy. You already are busy. Uh, uh, been leading, uh, you led the men's Bible study last week. And uh, this week you'll begin, I think, a three-part series teaching through some apologetics with some of our young adults. You'll be doing some youth functions. You'll be helping lead worship. You're going to be preaching in a couple of weeks. We've got a tall stack of books for you to read and to respond to and be in conversation with us about. And uh, it's going to be a very, very packed sort of 10, 11 weeks uh, here in Charleston. And uh, we're so glad you're here. And uh, we, we pray the Lord will, will bless, bless your time and uh, be an encouragement to you, even as you have already been to us. Amen. Uh, what a blessing it is uh, to, to be together, and uh, we thank you for joining us uh, for this uh, episode of Between the Times.